0: Aw, uh, yeah. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune Gems, and we're back in the house once again. My goodness, guys. It's uh, it's going to be a fantastic month. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got David Fleming with us. Say hey. Hey. And we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. And sadly, no Jesse, but, and, you know, I think... Uh, here on Gems, three's the magic number. No offense, Jesse. Uh, we'll get you back on one of these at some point. Uh, but we got a we got a, a magical show of threes. Wait, no, that's a that's an upcoming episode of Game That Tune. No, this is uh, Game That Tune Gems. The magic numbers here are thirty, twenty, and ten. Where, where we listen to video game music from thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago. So, man, we've got releases from March of nineteen ninety three, two thousand three, and two thousand thirteen. And man, it's. Uh, I feel like I say this at the beginning of every month. I feel like it's a jam-packed episode. Probably because all episodes of Game That Tune Gems are, by their very nature, jam-packed. A lot of games to talk about. A lot of music to listen to. So uh, we got an awesome show. And it's time, guys, to jump back in time to March of 1993. And guys, let's talk about um, a game for the Sega Genesis. Uh, That's going to start us off this month that I'm betting Johnny didn't play and that we only vaguely recall ever using this on game that tune prior to this, but we'll see Uh, Johnny. Tell me what you know of the elemental master.
1: Oh, isn't that that fighting game um, that Sega made? Um, No, wait, no, that's, uh, is
0: that, Show is Talking about Eternal Champions?
1: Champions? Eternal Champions. That is yeah, it's totally. No, no, different. It's, not, it's
0: not Eternal Champions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's the show on CBS with uh, the guy from Train Spotting. And he plays uh he plays Sherlock Holmes, Lucy Lewis Watson. It's this game. You know, oh, the, okay. I love I love that version of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh no, it's a. Uh, it's a Technosoft game. And it's it came out on the Genesis, and it's like a uh Upwards uh, scrolling game, a uh, vertical scrolling game. Okay, uh, and yeah, you uh, you shoot stuff, but I don't think you're like a spaceship. I think you're a guy, and Ooh. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like a fantasy vertical shooter. If okay, that makes like any sense, like a legendary wings. I was just saying, yeah, like legendary wings. <laughs> See, I, I, I've been waiting for David to jump in and you know save me from having to explain this. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're like a guy with a cape flying upwards and shooting elements, and you're the master of them. Okay, it's good, it's good shit. You know, why the guy couldn't be a spaceship? I don't know. You know, Technosoft was trying something different. They didn't want to make a Thunder Force. They wanted to make a man. They wanted to have a man flying around and shooting things instead of a ship, you know. Big a uh, big change of pace for them. <laughs> <laughs> um so David, you also didn't play this then. You're you know remarkably quiet.
2: Um famously I was a Sega Genesis owner. Um Right, yes. And so I click no you know I'm not even going to do the bit no
0: I've never played this game <laughs> See, it's okay. You know, we should play it, though, guys. Vertical scrolling shooters from the early 90s. They've all aged perfectly. They've all got fantastic soundtracks. And uh, we'll talk about every one of them that we can. So uh, for now, what we've got is two songs from Elemental Master and composer Toshiharu Yamanishi. We've got the Dance of Flame, stage one theme. And we've got Calling on the Dark Dragon King. That's the boss from stage five. That's the the classic game we haven't played combo of the stage one and a boss theme for Elemental Master. Man, fuck I'll be calling on the Dark Dragon King myself if the music's that good, man. That's uh mm, that's good shit, man. You know, funky. Just you know, hm. Mm, fantastic uh FM synth music right there. Um good good start to the show. Fantastic start. And mm. so let's keep that positive momentum rolling. Or should I say, let's uh let's hmm drive uh forward with positive momentum. Or let's uh Let's take out our putters and uh, try and sync this shot with positive momentum as we talk about another Sega Genesis game. A fantastic Sega Genesis game. Not really. It's Chi Chi Rodriguez's Pro Challenge Golf. Yeah, yeah. Chi Chi. We got Chi Chi in the house, guys. David, since the time that we featured this on Game That Tune, and I asked you if you remember who Chi Chi Rodriguez is, have you refreshed your memory as to who Chi Chi Rodriguez is?
3: I'm
2: very hey, now- familiar with the professional career of one Chichi Rodriguez.
0: Okay, it, it was the it was the bracelets that confused you. You forgot his infomercial. Yes, that's what it was. God. David, well, we gotta we gotta go back, man. We gotta we gotta have a you know, serious like remembrance. We have to have somebody unlock our minds and remember the funniest joke that you and I ever came up with, and it at some point involved Chi Rodriguez putting on those wristbands and uh, beating someone's ass. It was <laughs> God, we were hilarious in seventh grade, David. <laughs>
2: See, the only joke that I distinctly remember being the funniest ever that we came up with, and I'm sure this makes for great podcast material, but it podcast. was somehow. Beetlejuice taking over the body of Ernest. So you had the like spinning, <laughs> screaming head, like, ah, know what I mean?
0: Ah, know what I mean? That's definitely part of it. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke that went on and on. And at some point, we added Chi Chi Rodriguez and his power wristbands to it. So, uh, man, it's because it, you know, we have such a fondness for Chi Chi because we didn't play Chi Chi's Pro Challenge Golf. <laughs> um, there was, you know, there was no shitty Sega Genesis golf game to sour our opinions of this man. He was, uh, simply our you know, most favorite puerto rican golfer um hell of a guy chi chi rodriguez johnny you worked at the pga tour for a while did you work closely with chi chi oh yeah all the time mm-hmm.
1: um like fun fact his first uh pga tour win was at the denver open invitational and that was the last time they held that tournament uh <laughs> he shut that tournament down yeah, <laughs> maybe, say, yeah after, yeah, after chi chi no other man could do <laughs> there's no
2: point yeah <laughs>
0: well chi chi took it
2: we're done (laughs) once you Ah. go chi
0: chi you never
2: squeegee okay
0: we almost got there we're gonna workshop that (laughs) that's gonna be the uh, mission for the show we're gonna work on once you go chi chi uh but yeah it's uh it's that's kind of how i feel about the game you know once you go chi chi you don't go back to like NES open tournament golf no 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 you're on chi chi's pro challenge now you're a pro And the game is challenging because of how shitty it is. (laughs) Um, Impossibly difficult putting. But, you know, a nice golf vibe for Chi-Chi's Pro Challenge, man. I think I got it. Okay, let's hear it. Once you go Chi-Chi, it's all pee-pee. <laughs> okay, that's still,
2: that's
1: still not great, but I love it. <laughs> we, I think we just found the episode title.
0: This is jim's they don't have titles. They do now. Yeah, there it is. First time. Oh man. So we got two fantastic songs from Chi Chi's Pro Challenge and composer Masahito Miyamoto, uh Shiggy's cousin. Uh we've got track two and track thirteen from Chi Chi's Pro Challenge. So let's hit those links, baby. after uh fucking that elemental master music fucking chi chi's challenge just sounds downright sleepy <laughs> um, but it's not sleepy's pro challenge uh you know once you go chi chi you uh, you no feel no sleepy uh we're still gonna work on it i'm sorry for saying that um let's move on <laughs> to the game boy i believe and a game that i believe david has at least awareness and a fondness of if not a whole lot of experience with david let's talk about um, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's a prequel or if it's just a playful, uh, version of a uh, famous, uh, you know, monster. Um, you know, tell me what you know about Kid Dracula.
2: Um, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what this game is. I think it's just kind of like a for fun spin off. But yeah, it's. It almost plays like a Mega Man because you're like running and jumping and shooting. Mm. Um, because like That's your,
0: Dracula's want to do,
2: yeah, like your main attack isn't like a swipe or a sword or a bite or anything, you actually shoot fireballs. Um, but yeah, it's an adorable version of Dracula just going around fighting other adorable versions of monsters.
0: I love it. So is it like the Muppet Babies of Dracula? Like, you know, yes. do you know if do you encounter like other you know kid versions of uh, like Dracula lore characters? Obviously, you know, I'm not talking like Castlevania. Or wait, am I talking about Castlevania? Fuck, it's a Konami game. Do you, you encounter Baby Belmonts? I don't Has believe he you do. The Belmont family yet,
2: <laughs> but you definitely should have. Like, there should have been a boss fight against like a Chibi barbarian simon belmont that would have been amazing
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think like you know when did the dracula family or whatever curse the belmont family like was it when he was a kid like you know did a fucking an elder belmont knock dracula off his scooter and make him skint his knee and fucking dracula's like you know what fucking you're cursed i'm seven years old i blow a fireball at you and you are cursed and i'll never forgive you and i'm telling my mom
2: I know that's not actually what you're going for, but I think in the official Castlevania lore, the first Belmont was in like the 11 or 12 hundreds, so okay. probably when Dracula was pretty young.
0: Yeah, maybe probably, not okay. kid, just, but still pretty young. Right. Hmm. But probably wasn't like a neighborhood, you know, dispute thing. It was probably still just, you know, Dracula's a fucking, you know, abomination. Must be killed. And then he curses the family. It probably they probably didn't grow up together. But maybe maybe was. Mom, I don't know,
1: we- Dracula's in <laughs> a bomb and he must be
0: killed. <laughs> mom! <laughs> mom!
4: Yeah.
0: A kid Dracula just keeps on asking if he can come over to our house, and I'm not going to invite him in. Like, <laughs> you know, I simply won't. <laughs> uh, um, can you tell his mom to go fucking make him go away? Anyway, yeah, kid Dracula. Fun <laughs> game. Fun Game Boy Konami game, and uh, we got two fantastic songs from the uh, the unnamed Konami composing team. Uh, you know the files are merely tagged Konami, so uh, Johnny can you know look this up while we're listening to this. Uh, we got background music three and background music nine from Kid Dracula. Tunes, man, that's Game Boy music I don't mind listening to. That's uh that's got some bops. Johnny, who you got on the composer? Tell uh tell the people. Uh Akiko Ito. Yes. Thank you, Akiko Ito. Fantastic soundtrack. And so, guys, let's move it on to uh Hmm. Are we going to the arcade or the SNES next? I need to check my files. We're going to the SNES, guys, for a game that uh It was released in arcades prior to this, but this is the SNES version, and it's the first time that we're featuring this game on the show. I think we overlooked it uh, when it was arcade release time. But uh, it's a little beat-em-up game for arcade and SNES, and it's called The Combat Tribes. Are you sure
1: that's how you pronounce that?
0: (laughs) It's tough, man, because it's one word. And combat ends in a T, and tribe starts with a T, so they share a T in this case. So it could be the combat tribes. Could be the combat tribes. I'm I going with the combat tribes. I'm going with the uh, combat tribes. Ah, okay. Fucking, you know what? Uh, what language is that, there, John? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't you know. know. Where's I the believe, accent, Mark? <laughs> I
2: I believe that's the spoken language of the tribes of combat.
0: Yes, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, man, combat tribes. Um, fucking, it's a uh, it's a beat 'em up game with. Uh, Yeah, you play as like uh, your choice of three guys. uh, You know, get this: uh, one's uh, all around, one's a heavy, and one's a speedster. You beat things up. Yeah, no, uh, you know, fucking shut my mouth. (laughs) You you tell me there's a, a beat em up with three choices of character, and it's you know all around strong and speedy. No way. No fucking way, in fact. Um, Mom! Yeah. <laughs> this beat-em-up doesn't have a magic user. Oh, man, I wish it did. It's the combat set in an urban really... environment. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there could be urban magic, baby. <laughs> They're called it's guns. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> There's just a fourth character called Blow Away, and he fucking just has magic, but it's all guns. No, I like the Uh, idea that
2: the character is named Guns, and he just, like, summons
0: portals that bullets fly out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not guns. They're (laughs) Dr. Strange portals. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it's a cool little beat-em-up, man. I'm not really familiar with it, but, uh, you know, it seems fun from from what I know about it. It's like, uh, you know, it's fun multiplayer beat-em-up. Um, from the guys uh, that did fucking like uh, Double Dragon and River City Ransom and shit. So I'm sure at some point you get to pick up a large object. I think I saw in a video you can fucking like throw a motorcycle at somebody. It's like, all right, cool. These guys are strong <laughs> and powerful. <laughs> awesome. like, well, I'm in. You fucking bash somebody over the head with a pinball machine in one of the levels. Like, all right, dope. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, not just, th- not throw them into a pinball machine. Pick up the pinball machine and hit someone with it. It's uh, impressive feats of strength in this game. No wonder they started their own tribes. These, uh, you know, Combat Tribes. But, um, yeah, we got two fantastic songs from Combat Tribes and uh, the composer Kazunaka Yamane. We've got the Slash Skate Screamers. And we've got a, t- a track uh, that's just called out to me. It's titled Merely Trash. Given the uh, given the sound there, I'm going to guess that Trash is probably the name of some kind of boss, like a street tough guy named Trash. You, know, you ever know anybody that went by the name Trash? It's a good nickname. <laughs> I no. mean, that's what I got <laughs> called in high school, but... <laughs> really? Oh, man, come on. You should have come to my high school, baby. I wouldn't let people pull that shit. Yeah. David would not be known as Trash if he went to Pedro Menendez. Let the record show. Uh, I knew a guy in Gainesville named Trash. Nice guy. Um... So, yeah, moving on uh, from the SNES and the arcade straight to the arcade. Let's talk about an arcade Neo Geo game that I'm confident just spoke to Johnny and David so much. They played it every time they got the opportunity to. Most likely, anytime they saw a Neo Geo multicade, it contained Three Count Bout, uh, the wrestling fighting game by Neo Geo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is definitely one, uh, I think I remember seeing a Pizza Hut, because I remember them having a Neo Geo arcade cabinet, uh, arcade mm-hmm. cabinet. Um, but I've never actually played this one. Uh in a I, I, I don't think I ever actually played that Neo Geo at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> you I just got the Super Bowl and called it a day.
2: <laughs> I definitely played the Neo Geo at Pizza Hut, but I played Bust a Move.
0: I, I never mm. played this. Damn. It looks fucking dope, man. It looks like Street Fighter, but in a wrestling ring, and obviously it's you know it's wrestling moves, uh, but it's just like you know good looking 16-bit characters beating each other up. It's you know it's arcade kind of speedy you know combat. It's not uh it's not 2D, so it's not fully Street Fighter. It's it's more of a like a, a 3D isometric, whatever you want to call it. Fucking you know you can. It, you can move like you're moving a fucking beat up. You can move throughout the ring. Mm. Uh you know, you can run the ropes vertical or you can run the ropes horizontal. And uh, yeah, it's just a fucking uh it's a it's a wrestling fighting game. So it's, you know, it's like wrestling but somehow made into, you know, uh not fixed uh, you know, competition. Like you you're actually trying to beat each other up and then you have to press a button to go for a cover. And if your opponent has been beaten up enough, and they're, you know, it's like a, they can do it in punch out, I think, and tap to try to get up. But if they've taken too much damage, they're just not going to get up. You're going to get your three count. So it's, uh, it looks dope. Fucking, you know, fucking 16 bit wrestling fighting game. You can, like, you know, run and hit the ropes and then hit guys with, like, flying fucking kicks and knees and shit. You know, you can, uh, you grapple with guys and whoever wins the grapple gets the chance to pull, like, a fucking sick ass, you know, power move, or do, like, a, like, a big suplex or a fucking, like, pile driver. You know, it's, uh, it's cool. And it's got good music. It's got the SNK sound team making fucking sick-ass fighting game tunes. So we've got two songs from Three Count Bout. Uh, we've got the fire muscle theme of Macho Man. And we've got Burning Super Megaton Kick, which apparently is not anyone's theme. But that, I mean, how do you resist a track called Burning Super Megaton Kick? David, tell me how. How do you resist that?
2: Uh, you don't.
0: Exactly. Thank you. Is music that makes me want to fucking kick somebody. I want to give somebody a burning super megaton kick. Yeah. I I didn't obviously play the game, so I don't know. David, where do you think the burning super megaton kick lands? Where is the, like, if you're going to burning super megaton kick somebody, what are you targeting?
2: I feel like that goes
0: straight to the chest to, like,
2: knock someone ass over tea kettle.
0: Like Yeah, like a a sick-ass pump kick, just like, you know, fucking a Sparta kick from fucking 300. Knock him into a pit. Yeah. It would be cool if it were either a kick straight to the head and it fucking KO'd them, or if it were a nut shot. Like, you know, imagine I... rearing back and thinking and like calling it out like a fucking superhero. Here comes my burning super megaton kick, and you just fucking kick them in the balls. <laughs> like,
2: I feel like uh... that would be that Mortal Kombat X-ray move where you get hit in the balls so hard they explode like out mm-hmm. your head. Yes.
0: That definitely happens. <laughs> I'd be in favor of that. That's the you know, the burning super megaton kick. Um good shit, man. So let's move to a console that um a lot of people had, the Sega Genesis. And now let's get an add on that very few people had, the Sega C D. Um do I do I have that right, Johnny? Sega C D was an add-on? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Just make sure I didn't fuck that up. I, you know, I, I lost the thread on Sega You know, fucking things with the thirty-two X and the CD and all that shit. Um, the Sega CD Johnny was home to uh, many good games. We uh, we haven't really talked a whole lot about Sega CD games because not many of them have good ones have come out yet. Uh, and this I don't believe is one of the good ones, but
3: <laughs> it's got
0: a fun soundtrack. So uh, Johnny, did you ever play or in any form Afterburner Three? This is the Sega CD version. Ooh, I
1: why did they put this on Sega CD? That's interesting. Yes. Um No, I I didn't realize they made an Afterburner 3. I I never played anything past Afterburner 2 to be honest.
0: Right? I was surprised to learn this existed too. Because <laughs> yeah. was uh yeah. Um I didn't think it needed to keep getting sequels. I mean, Afterburner's cool. You yeah, don't get me wrong, but, but like uh I don't know. What's Afterburner 3 going to do that Afterburner 2 didn't already do? The answer is be made for Sega CD and feature fucking CD quality audio and shit. Um, David, you were playing the Afterburner games.
2: I believe I played one in an arcade briefly, but it yeah. could have been
0: any other fighting jet game. I have a memory of you were playing it, and I was there too. And this fucking, this police officer came through looking for you. And I said, he showed me this picture of you and said, have you seen this kid? I said, no, I haven't seen him. And then I came over and I warned you that, hey, this cop's looking for you. And you ran off. And uh, you know, I didn't really talk to you for the rest of that day. But from what I remember, you got into some crazy shenanigan involving dueling robots from the future. Um, it was good times, God. man. All because you were playing Afterburner. And I, I covered for you with that fucking cop. That yeah.
2: that was a fucking weird eighth birthday party, man.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, fucking we were driving around Los Angeles on your motorcycle, listening to fucking Guns N' Roses, and then we stopped at the mall and played some Afterburner and you know then uh, yeah, I think you got involved in blowing up an office building. It was great. This uh, this is you know how my brain remembers Afterburner only in the movie Terminator two. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my fucking knowledge of Afterburner. Well, Johnny, were you still putting together what the fuck
1: I was talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was,
1: I, I was like, what <laughs> movie is this? Is this? It's not Fight Club. It's not Morrats. What is this? <laughs> it's, like, it's
2: in my opinion. I think it is the second best appearance of Afterburner in a movie. The first is mm-hmm. in um, God, what's that? terrible hulk hogan movie where he's like an alien bounty hunter suburban commando <laughs> yes because he goes into an arcade and he's talking to a kid playing it and he thinks it's like some kind of alien simulation like last starfighter is like no haven't you used the plasma rifles like oh no i can't do that the Keton empire will do this and they're spouting out all these like sci-fi jargon and it's
0: clearly afterburner like sweet what the fuck are you talking about That sounds like the level of quality you can expect from a Hulk Hogan movie. As somebody that recently helped you watch Mister Nanny with his four-year-old, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Bad fucking actor in bad movies, Hulk Hogan, Uh, and all-around bad dude. But uh, yeah, Afterburner Three—it's mostly got music from the uh, other Afterburner games, but done in nice CD quality audio. Um, uh, It's—it's just—it's pretty good. I have nothing really to say about the game. Obviously, uh, it's—you know—you fly planes and shoot stuff. Yeah, you know, I like the sense of speed in these games. And, uh, you know, we're going to hit it with some Afterburner 3 music. Uh, no credit to Composer because it's the CD rip, so there's no... Uh, it's uh, it's unclear who made some of these songs. And, in fact, this is not the bonus beat, but I am going to throw in an extra song to demonstrate just a little bit of the WTF nature of what people were doing with the Sega CD back in the day. Because you got two fantastic, you know, songs that I've chosen. Final Takeoff and Super Stripe. Those are actual Afterburner songs. And then for some reason, there's going to be this first song that plays when you're entering your initials uh, for you know, getting a high score in the game. So here come three songs from Afterburner 3. tunes you know some some funky stuff some jazzy stuff you know really great cd quality music and seriously what's up with the weird fucking like hip-hop james brown sample fucking thing they pulled in there like uh, you know is that just like i don't know we bought a, a cd of samples we got to include something like it, yeah and it's awesome it's <laughs> great but it's just like what that's the you know enter your initials music fucking you know weird uh okay why not sure it's it's you know it, I'm looking forward to eventually talking about Sonic CD on here because all I'm going to talk about is the fucking work that sucking to death sample in the boss music. I'm just—it's like, what, what who was who was working at Sega at the time and where'd they get these CDs of samples? Like, good for them, but man, what the fuck? Uh, kind of love it, so. Speaking of games in which you fly and you shoot stuff, let's talk about one that we all have very fond memories of. To close out this segment, and it's best that we keep these memories in the past, because I don't know if you guys have gone back to play Star Fox on the SNES in the last 30 years or so, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. it didn't hold up all that well. Yeah, that frame rate is pretty shit. Yeah, it is, man. But... So fun, man. What a fun game. Get laid. I, Some,
2: oh, go ahead, David. I was going to say, like, I have very fond memories of, like, flying around Corneria and fighting the, like, robots and everything. And then I forgot that the rest of the game is basically just a black void.
0: Right. Yeah. Space, <laughs> David. That's what it's called. I know what you are have
2: There's no background. <laughs> there's no, like, stars. It's just, like, two color polygons in a black void. <laughs>
0: Yeah, kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of easy to make a space on-rail shooter on the SNES if all you're doing is scaling your sprites and flying through a space background. Pretty straightforward stuff. Um, But, you know, I mean, I I had a ton of fun with this. Obviously, it's so greatly surpassed by fucking Star Fox 64. Like, it's, uh, you know, whenever they gave people this on the fucking Switch service or on the SNES Mini, it was really just like, wow, that is not as fun as I remember this is a mess <laughs> like it's fun for a second for the you know for the nostalgia sake and for thinking back to when you read a Nintendo Power article that said the super f x chip was you know the next thing in gaming and it's gonna change the game and um you know good job selling it but uh man that uh the this game don't hold up so good, but still gotta love it though flying around you know I love the characters uh you know. Love the fucking SNES voices. Who, you know, go around the horn real quick. David, who has your favorite voice in Star Fox on the SNES? And if you will, do an impression.
2: I think my favorite was probably Falco, because I remember, if I'm remembering it correctly, Falco had a super deep voice on the SNES. He, he
0: like, sure did. I believe the uh, exact quote that I recall is. Boo, 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 boo. It was uh know, yeah, all right yeah cool Johnny who's your uh, who's your Star Fox voice?
4: <laughs>
1: this is Beaker I guess I don't know like <laughs> no <laughs> I'm not um, what? this is way too <laughs> low to be Beaker
0: yeah, this is a fucking Falco Beaker uh so you don't remember these voices then Johnny ah that's a not shame, that man. well no because you know obviously in the Star in Star Fox sixty four they they talk but in this one they just fucking make awesome you know noises that go along with their dialogue so um. I'm trying to remember Star Fox I believe it's uh, nap, 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 nap. um uh, Slippy gives you the dun, dun dun dun, and Peppy is the one I've always had the hardest time doing it's you know, it feels like it's all up in like the nose and, she's gonna... and you know but like in an SNES voice it's uh you know, they're all good I love them it's uh, I have a fondness for it you know for this crappy old game but you know I uh, man yeah, I wish I could tell Nintendo about this fondness I have for this crappy old game. I think it'd be really cool if they would still do something with these characters. But, oh well, what are we going to do? So, we're closing out 1993 with three fantastic songs from Star Fox on the SNES and composer Hajime Hirasawa. We've got Corneria, of course. We've got the Space Armada, and we've got the Meteor Boss. So, there's only one thing that needs to be said as we depart this uh, final segment, of, or this final group of songs in 1993. Good luck. Right, guys, so, you know, I don't remember if I even mentioned it at the top of the show. You know, I, I mentioned it last time we did Game That Tune Gems that, you know, I'm going to look into starting to switch the things up on the show a little bit. And I feel that this month has such a strong 2003 segment that it should be our final segment because I feel so much less strong about all the games featured in the 2013 segment. Still good games, don't get me wrong, but that 2003 segment's going to be I don't want to oversell it, but a little bit, you know, just un, uh, untouchable. So, we're here in uh, March of 2013. We've jumped 20, uh, 20 years past 1993. And it's time, guys, for, you know... To, I, I feel like we end on this segment, and I feel like a lot of us, you know, we weren't really still playing a whole lot of new games in 2013. Johnny especially. That's, that's when we really need Jesse on the show. Johnny was in his, you know, fucking gaming doldrums in 2013. <laughs> but I know that he was all about a certain angry... God killing, uh, ancient, uh, Greek uh, slash Roman guy, and he played God of War Ascension. Oh, me? Yes, you. Uh, oh, you yeah. Would go
1: by Johnny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I absolutely ascended to that game, yes. Um, I <laughs> love, uh, Kratos, and I love playing, <laughs> uh, the God of War games and, and winning all the wars, uh, that you do as the God of War, right? Against the gods, yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think this is the one where you defeat Helen of Troy, um, and you do the whole Trojan Horse thing. I think you oversee all that. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. not sure if if that's all the same war or not. To be honest, right? <laughs> they both have Troy in the name.
0: Um, David, you're more of a you're more of a history guy and a I don't know, a killing gods kind of guy. Did you ever fuck with any of the gods of war?
2: I did not, but it was always a series that I wanted to get into because mythology and it's basically a hack and slash like this seems like it would be a lot of fun Uh, yes although i i do want to go to something johnny said i don't know if he was doing it intentionally or not but that just just kind of hit me like the character is kratos but he's a spartan warrior so his name probably should be pronounced kratos
0: Hmm. if you know johnny you should probably write him and fucking tell him like Listen, I need you to go back and redub these games. You've been yeah. fucking this up. You know, long A doesn't feel right, man. It, it's simply a its a serious anachronism in this otherwise historically accurate game.
1: I know awesome. you're working
0: on the God
1: of War, you know, re release uh, collection, so go back and redub them while you're at it. Mm hmm. So,
2: hang on. There was God of War, God of War 2, God of War 3. Where is Ascension in that?
0: Uh, this one, I believe, is the prequel. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I didn't play these fucking games. Like, uh, you yeah, know, I'll be honest. I I don't love the God of War series. Like the, the combat's a little too repetitive for me. The bosses are super cool and the, and the, the mood is good. And the two newer ones that, you know, they look cool. I, I didn't, uh, play fucking Ragnarok yet, but like, nah, God of War's not really my fucking series, man. Uh, I feel like it, it could be if the games were just a little bit more fun to play, but I don't know, like. I don't get off on fucking just doing pretty repetitive gameplay where the reward is like mega violence. You know, it's not really my speed anymore, nor was it really even when the series was big, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Ascension is uh, the the prequel. So apologies to all our God of War heads out there. Uh, You know, we're not doing this one justice, but we did. We've got two fantastic songs from God of War Ascension uh, from composer Tyler Bates. We've got the awakening of the, Oh, that's a word. Heck. Hmm. Hecaton Johnny, you're the guy that pronounces these things. Say this word Hecaton Chires.
1: Uh, I believe it's pronounced um, Hecaton Chires.
0: Yes, thank you. It's uh, probably a little Gaelic. Um, we got that, and we got The Trial of Archimedes uh, from God of War Ascension. You know, we're going to leave the series behind because I can't pronounce these words. <laughs> <laughs> It's good moody uh action music. It's got a good driving rhythm for beating stuff up. You know, for combo uh heavy beat em up stuff. Yeah. I'm sure there's charm in this game. But uh yeah, I don't know, man. I gotta gotta work on getting into these. Or not. Who knows? Uh speaking of games that I've been meaning to get into, uh, David, you're uh as we established with Kid Dracula, you're a Castlevania guy. So, yeah. uh In 2013, you were probably playing the Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate. Hmm?
2: Okay. Because the subtitles throw me off. Is this the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 one, or is this the one that got put on the 3DS?
0: This is the 3DS one. That's why I asked you, actually. I did actually play this. It was actually really cool. Yeah, Um,
2: how was it? (laughs) Well, because it was more... It was still 3D, but it was more like 2. Point, it was that 2.5D, like I don't they didn't go full 3D. It was more like side scrolling, um but with all full 3D models and everything. Um I remember it being dark visually. Like the early Castlevania games were gloomy and gothic, but they still had color and this one was a very black game. Um mm-hmm. but no, it was fun. Um they they changed the combat around a little bit um and it yeah it was just it was an enjoyable it was a nice like return to form because i remember when they released um lords of shadow everyone's like oh 3d castlevania not really a great idea mm-hmm. um and then they just came back it's like okay it, okay okay okay, here just uh just go back to the old style and yeah, yeah it was it was
0: fun good glad to know because you know, yeah i you know. I got put off at first glance by the Lords of Shadow designation. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, this is going to be one that David didn't play. And then it's like, oh, hey, it was on 3DS. I'm like, well, maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he gave it a shot. Maybe he busted out his Circle Pad Pro. And it's like, no, it's actually 2.5D. Like, even better. <laughs> so, good, man. Glad you, uh, glad you got some fond memories of it. Because we got some fantastic tunes from it. From Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, and Composer... Oscar Araujo, we've got Theater and Executioner. got a it's got a certain vibe to it it's uh, same a spooky vibe spooky boss fight vibe and i was looking at the wikipedia man apparently in you know in this one you get to play is gabriel belmont uh but also trevor and simon and alucard so yeah a little bit uh a little bit of everything a little bit of something for everyone if everybody wants the old castlevania they got it or you can have the new gabe belmont yeah we all love him um so moving on from something spooky on the 3ds To something spooky on the 3DS that I actually, this is the game I figured David would have played, rather than the last one. So David, it's 2013. It's been 12 years since the launch of the Nintendo GameCube, and it's time for a sequel to one of the launch titles of the Nintendo GameCube, and it's a little bit spooky.
3: Oh yeah!
0: It's time for Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. This game was great.
2: Um, because instead of exploring one mansion, uh, there were multiple mansions.
0: <laughs> Let me blow your mind. <laughs> it's like the alien aliens thing. Like Luigi's mansion, Luigi's man <gasps>
2: Done. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it sounds small and silly, but it was cool because I mean, Luigi's mansion was fun and it was spooky to explore this house. And there were different like areas of the house, but <laughs> this one you got like one was completely overgrown with plants so it was like a jungle area there was a
0: greenhouse um, if you will
2: yes um if i remember there was it was almost supposed to be like an old west type house so it was there was sand so it was almost deserty but there were also like old timey gear puzzles um sweet you could do more stuff with the the gust. Uh, like i remember you would get a hold of a balloon and you could inflate the balloon and use that to like hover over gaps. Um, yeah, this was a really
0: fun game. Yeah, I'm glad, man, because it seems like uh should have happened pre- uh, before this. Like, I don't know why it took him so long to make a Luigi's Mansion sequel, especially all those years of uh, the Wii being a thing where you can hold a little wand and point it at the screen and aim at things. It just seemed too logical for there to be a... Uh, we Luigi's Mansion. It, it, you know the, the word we is literally in the name Luigi. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad they finally got to uh, you know, a sequel. Uh, sadly, I haven't played it. You know, David, did you also play Luigi's Mansion 3? Can you go ahead and tell me a thumbs up or thumbs down on whether or not I should play that?
2: I never did get Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, I've never played the original. This is the only Luigi's Mansion game that I've
0: played. Oh, that's funny. That's, you know, because hmm. I feel like so many people have fondness of Luigi's Mansion because it was just, you know, one of the uh, few GameCube launch titles. But, you know, they, so everybody played it and then I feel like probably overlooked the sequels. But good job, David. Only play in the middle one. Interesting. Uh, interesting choice. Um so, speaking of interesting choices, we've got two interesting songs from composers Chad York, Darren Radke, and Mike Peacock. You know those classic Nintendo guys. Uh, we've got the gloomy manner and severe infestation. I wonder what they have a severe infestation of. Oh, David, you look really excited. Do you want to say something? <laughs> I did.
2: Before we move on, I forgot. This is the game that introduced the Poulter Pup, the adorable little like
0: ghost dog that Luigi gets. Okay, well, that's fucking great. I'm really glad that you actually mentioned that. Ghost dog is cool.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: uh some playfully spooky tunes not the moody spooky like the uh Castlevania game this is uh fun spooky you know they should cross the two over really you yeah. know luigi should go to like a fucking like a, a, a Castlevania uh, you know whatever you call the setting of those draculas castle that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. What, what's the name of that building in castlevania yeah. god what is it hmm. thevania you it's, know it's on the tip of my tongue
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Luigi should do more Vania. Uh, it would be pretty good. So, speaking of things that were pretty good, the Nintendo Wii U. Um, a system that I would call eh, pretty good. And uh, let's talk about a brand new Wii U exclusive this week, or this uh, month, excuse me. Johnny, you're a, you're a Wii U guy. So oh, yeah. You were just chomping at the bit for your chance to play the new Wii U exclusive Lego City Undercover.
1: Oh, dude. I was following all the gaming magazines leading up to the release of this game and reading all the previews and looking at all the screenshots mm-hmm. Um, and so excited to play as an undercover cop <laughs> as a Lego game. <laughs> it uh, makes sense, right? Just the, It's the It's the thing the kids want. <laughs> kids love undercover cops and they totally they get it.
0: Yeah. You a know? You know, bunch of kids watched The Wire and they were like, you know, this was good, but I wish there were Legos.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's a great game because you get to bust up, like, all these drug rings. Um, you get to do a few prostitution stings. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: uh, let's move to David, who probably did play the game.
4: <laughs> I actually
0: did play it. It's a really fun game. Yeah, it is a fun game, man. I bought it just on principle as a, you know, new Wii U, Wii U owner at the time. It's like, okay, if we don't support this thing, they're not going to fucking, they're not going to support it. So we better buy Wii U exclusives when they come out. And Lego City pretty fun you get to run around big city drive some vehicles
2: that's what i think was cool about it is like so many of the lego games were tied to specific things like star wars and indiana jones and lord of the rings and everything and this was just kind of like lego grand theft auto it was just like Mm -hmm. open world city that you could go around in and um i love that it kept that same like multiple playable character type thing because you only get to play as the one guy but you get different costumes which give you different abilities so you can be like a sailor or like a construction worker and all that kind of shit um and this game has this game might have one of my top 10 favorite objectives of any video game ever because there's a part in the story where like you're gonna take down the crime lord, and they're like, "Oh no, you you need to do some training. Go up to like the mountain and meet Master So and So, everything." Oh yeah. And the little message pops up: objective, learn kung fu.
0: <laughs> Sweet, <laughs> like, dope. Yeah, I mean that's the that's also the fun of it. It's a lot of just you know fun movie references. It's you know. It's not tied to any one movie, so they just they loaded it with other movie stuff. So yeah, you go to learn kung fu, and they do a you know a bit of a Matrix thing, and yeah, you know, it's fun. It's lighthearted. It's it's a it's you know really it's it's worth playing. It's a fun little game. How uh, many
1: uh, how many pedophiles do you bust in this game? And do you have any moment where it turns out that one of your your partner was actually one of the pedos that you're busting?
0: Thankfully, every character that you bust in the game is a pedo. That was what they. Uh, <laughs> that was the subtext of the game uh all you know if you rearrange the letters in the word lego you get pedo um oops all pedophiles yes exactly pedo city undercover that's really what it was God, um, can you imagine they being like no i can't johnny let's just not go down that road <laughs> whatever you were gonna say <laughs> um but yeah it, it's a fun game free of pedos uh you know, but Which is important know. for a Lego game. <laughs> exactly. You know, light on pedos, heavy on Legos, the way a Lego game should be. Uh, so we've got two fantastic songs from Lego City Undercover and composer Paul Weir. We've got the car chase, main fight theme, and we've got the prison brawl, as you would expect in a Lego game. <laughs> guys i don't know if you've been to prison but uh they nailed it they nailed the sound of a brawl in a prison lego city they know it man they you know they, they did their homework yeah good for them yeah they, they did the cop research they did the criminal research it's uh yeah real uh real grounded you know the uh, game lego city undercover so let's move on to uh You know, there's no real uh, preamble for this one. It's something I know that only David has played. It's a 3DS game from uh, some freaks, some dang-ass game freaks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Maybe I am mistaken, because David's giving me the uh, inquisitive look. Uh, David, tell us about Harmo Night. God, was this 2013? 2013? It Um, was released in Japan in 2012, worldwide, March 28th, 2013, for the 3DS. And yes, Game Freak. Game dang-ass freaks. Yeah, Harmonite was
2: great. Um, Like, I love Pokemon, but I wish Game Freak were allowed to do more other things. Um, It's basically like... It's like Bit Trip Runner. It's like a running rhythm game where you star as this cute little, like, sword fighter who has to, like, build up tempo to, like, fight monsters and stuff. Um, and, yeah, you're just, like, hauling ass with this giant staff that looks like a musical note, uh, and you're mm. just kind of, like, whacking things to the rhythm of the music. It's very charming. It's very fun. I'm not one for rhythm games, but I really got into it.
0: Yeah. Cool, man yeah you know game freak should be set free to do other things give somebody else pokemon and give game freak uh free reign to do anything they've earned their blank check they fucking they've done pokemon for you know what fucking 26 years now <laughs> fucking <laughs> let them do something else um because yeah i know that you uh you just like this game man it's cute and it seems like if they did a you know game like this instead of being like a little 3ds eShop shop game if they were given the you know, chance to make a a big a big full price game. I bet you they come up with something fun. These these game freaks, man, they uh, they got they got some ideas. You know, or at least it's, you know you think they've got some ideas. Maybe they don't. Maybe they really only have Pokemon. that every now and then they do like one little thing. But I don't know. We'll never find out because they're just stuck making Pokemon. That's the uh, that's the beauty of it.
2: I also liked because it was by Game Freak. Like they're very protective of their stuff, so you don't see a lot of. You don't there's no like Pokemon items in Animal Crossing like they don't license their stuff out but mm. if i remember there were Pokemon songs in this game cuz it was all in-house by them
0: Right probably i probably should have uh pulled some Pokemon songs when i was pulling the music for this but i didn't so we got two fantastic songs from Harmo Knight and the uh, immense composing team of Minako Adachi, Noble Kyoto, Kyoto Otani, and Kyo Hiro Sada, we've got, if I would scroll properly, we've got Spring in Your Step and Hideaway Beach. Uh, sounds like a, just a fun little uh, walk to the beach. So let's put some Spring in our step with Harmo Knight. guys i can't wait to go to the beach fucking that just put me in the mood baby let's just mm. cancel this show yeah or let's just get together at the beach and record the next gems what do you guys think Ooh, like I can do uh, that. yeah april gems in fucking saint augustine beach uh mm. or i guess johnny said he can do it so we got to meet at baltimore beach um that's not a so. thing oh well, good <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> uh, uh yeah gross so <laughs> um speaking of uh pokemon and Game Freak, and uh, maybe doing something a little bit different. We're closing out this month with a Pokemon game. But not a real Pokemon game. We're po- uh, we're closing out with a mysterious dungeon. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Gates to Infinity. Johnny, surely, as a uh, 3DS owner, you played Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, colon, Gates to Infinity.
1: Oh, dude, I was all about those gates. Yes. Like, that game has so many gates that you get to open. It's great. Uh, it's literally infinite, infinite number of gates. It's a procedurally generated game about gates. They just
0: they just give you more and more gates. Yeah, they, they yes. just keep coming. Right, I love it. <laughs> Sometimes you open a gate and what's inside of it? Another gate. Uh huh. You, know, just, you know, use a key to open one gate. You earn five more keys and five more gates. Yeah, it's awesome. It's addictive. <laughs> it is, man. God, you know, open those gates as those uh, those adorable little Pokemon. It's uh. It's so how they get you, man. You know, all it takes for you to fucking have a perfect, addictive game. Infinite number of gates to open, and Pikachu wearing a little scarf or a bandana. Yeah.
1: Done. No ending. Just more
0: gates. Yep. <laughs> There's you know, really so little to do. Just you know, Pikachu <laughs> tapping on gates. Yeah, you know, It's fun. <laughs> David, did you ever play any of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeons?
2: No. Because Good. I couldn't get past the like procedurally, procedurally... I can never say that word. Generated...
0: It's- um,
2: like dungeon crawlers even if it's with pokemon yep it seems like it would be a good first step into it but i just couldn't do it
0: yeah yeah, um, that's the that's the reality of it johnny we joked about the gates but what this game really is is randomly generated dungeons that change as you like move around them and uh you know i would be cool with just infinite gates instead of that, like instead of dungeons that change and you know, I'd, I'd rather just have the gates. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take what's behind gate number three. <laughs> just, you know, extra gates. Um, it, uh, it looks cute as all these games do. So David, I mentioned there's Pikachu and a bandana. Uh, would you rather have Pikachu and a bandana or let me list these other possible starters? Uh, Oshawott with a bandana. Pass. Te- Tepig with a bandana? Uh, maybe. Snivy with a bandana? I'd take Snivy. O- or Axew. Oh, bless you. What? With a bandana. <laughs> Ax- <laughs> uh, AXEW. I don't know what this fucking thing is. He's from Gen 5. <laughs> Some kind of dragon?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I would take Axew because it evolves into a badass looking dragon. Haxorus.
0: Yes. With a with a scarf on though. With a bandana. Yeah, it'd be pretty cute. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think uh I think Snivy with a little bandana on is pretty fucking cute. He's got a little stinker look to him anyway, so yeah. It's good. Johnny, you can have the pig. All right. Cool. That's what um, I wanted. So
5: I actually on you. like Tepic
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tepic's cool. Um but yeah, no, these games they're uh, they're 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 fun and bright and colorful and yeah you know, they got nice music but they're just uh, they're not for anybody. Uh, so we got three fantastic songs closing out this segment from uh, composers Keisuke Ito and Yasuhiro Kawagoe. We've got Infinite Dungeon Three, an unusually named song for a song that ends after three and a half minutes. Uh, Forest of Shadows and Boss Battle from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon: Gates to Infinity. So let's. Johnny as we begin these songs you start closing up the gates lock down the gates and we're going back in time after this to 2003 so let's uh, let's hit it <laughs> Whew. Okay. So, guys, now that we're back in the comfy confines of March of 2003, I can say it. I didn't enjoy any of that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon music. Uh, man, it's uh, it'd be a pretty good thing if we could have a different Pokemon game on this episode. But I don't know. We'll just have to see, because uh, that's not what we're starting out this segment with. What we're starting out with is, get this, guys, it's 2003, and we've got a game for the PlayStation 1. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> is it it's, FIFA? Uh, no, it's not FIFA. Is it Madden? It's, it's, it's not Madden. It's from a, another popular franchise, uh, you know, uh, arguably as popular uh, as FIFA and or Madden. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 for the PlayStation 1. Why is it called that? Why is it on this system? I don't know.
2: Now, is it on anything else? Like, were they putting it on PS2 and... Well, it wouldn't be on Xbox, but like, and as they were (laughs) like... Porting it to other systems, like eh, fuck
0: it, let's do it on the PS One too. No, here's the thing: this game uh, originally came out in Japan in 1995. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow!
0: And then for some reason, <laughs> they decided to port it to the fucking you know to uh, America in 2003. <laughs> so. There's no explanation for this guy. That's amazing. <laughs> this game's it's really awesome. fun. This game's really fun. Should we give it to the states? Nah, they're not ready. Let's wait eight years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it was like you know, maybe Toonami was just hitting just right. Like you know, two thousand three feels like you know, I was probably watching fucking DBZ at the time. This is probably fucking you know, Boo Saga. Uh, you know, it's it's got to be post Frieza Saga. That feels you know younger. You know, that feels like a middle school thing. So maybe this is Boo. Or, uh, you know, Kid Buu Saga, Fusion Saga, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the fucking sagas anymore. But maybe, you know, fucking uh, the DBZ people are like, we need something. We don't have fucking budokai yet. Uh, we need, uh, need something. It's like, well, we have this PS1 game. It's like, ah, oh, good enough. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, it's uh, an interesting interesting thing to have happen uh porting or not porting just releasing a game from eight years ago uh in 2003 uh, for your system that's been replaced in everybody's hearts and minds for three years now like well done dragon ball z or whoever the publisher is for this fucking uh you know bandai fucking great job but we got two fantastic songs from DBZ Ultimate B22. We've got the theme of Vegeta, the five super warriors, and we've got all caps, Trunks, with an exclamation point. I don't feel like yelling. David, say Trunks with an exclamation point in all caps. Trunks! That's right. From composer Kenji Yamamoto, fame plagiarist, let's do some DBZ. Man, those uh, were the ultimate tunes from the ultimate battle for the ultimate PlayStation. Oh wait, no, from the first PlayStation. <laughs> um, Johnny, you're informing me that the 22 refers to the 22 playable fighters in the game. Thank you uh, for you know sending that in the chat. That that explains why they wanted to release it. They you know they were like, you know what, we got these 22 fighters. They've been sitting here for eight years. America's ready. They'll love it. Well, Although so there's
1: let- <laughs> there's actually 27, because there's five secret characters as well. Ah. And they're <laughs> locked via cheat code, but the cheat codes are included in the
0: manual. So as far as I God. can tell, it's there's 27. God. God. Okay, well, I take everything nice that I said back. Come on, guys. What are you this, thinking?
2: This game continues to just give us more shit that makes no sense.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, wonderful game. Uh, 10 out of 10, no notes. So the speaking gift of games that keeps that are, on giving bafflement. Uh, speaking of games, that are 10 out of 10 with no notes. Let's move on to the PlayStation 2, the system that people were actually playing in the year 2003. And let's talk about a game where you play as uh, powerful people, beating up a lot of people. It's not Dragon Ball Z. It's Dynasty Warriors 4 for uh, PlayStation 2. Um you know, Jesse's not here. I know that he played the hell out of these. David, did you ever get into the Dynasty Warriors, or are you still just a Nintendo Dynasty Warriors offshoot guy?
2: Um, still just an offshoot guy, but I do wanna go back to the original games because they do look super fun, um, especially how they kind of present historical events in like crazy anime bullshit way. Mm-hmm. That seems like a lot of fun, like reading about ancient dynasty wars and, you know, 400 – the year 400 in China, and it's like some sexy girl in a skirt with fan blades just shredding through guys. Like,
0: yeah, this is the history that I want to (laughs) learn. Yeah, exactly. Is it historically accurate? Hopefully. But, yeah. Uh probably not, but it'd be pretty great if it were. I do like that the Wikipedia article immediately says as the series has progressed, it's strayed further from the actual plot of the romance of the three kingdoms. Like, no kidding. <laughs> uh did that need to be said like guys hitting, you know, a hundred guys at once with one attack? Like it's really kinda lost the thread. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that credit
2: in Cocaine Bear. It's like this movie is very loosely based on true events. Like
0: yes. you don't say. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors should have been doing that, like you know. The, you know uh, the following story you're about to see is true. You know, the names haven't even been changed, but it's you know really not true.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say it's like what it, what part of that should Dynasty Warriors be doing? Adding completely redundant credits or having you fight cocaine bears?
0: Man, I mean Cocaine Bear would be a fantastic final, like, unlockable for Dynasty Warriors. Like, just, mm. you beat up all these fucking, you know, feudal, uh, you know, whatever, wherever the romance of the Three Kingdoms took place. I can never remember if it's fucking uh, Japan or China. I feel like it's Japan.
3: No, uh, these, were,
0: these were set it, in China. Samurai Warriors were set in Japan. Yeah. God, yeah. How the fuck did I get that mixed up? Silly me, but yeah. After you, you know, beat your uh, beat your way through all of Chinese history, cocaine bear is waiting as the final boss. It'd be pretty good. Although uh,
2: I guess <laughs> technically, if it was set in China, it wouldn't be cocaine bear. It would be opium panda. But still, mm. pretty badass character.
0: See, but like, what if you know, it, like, a portal opened up at the end in the post-credits scene of Cocaine Bear? The bear falls through a portal to ancient China, and you just get Cocaine Bear straight up in Dynasty Warriors. Like, you know, I would and love he the introduces hell out of that. he introduces cocaine to pandas. And you know, what if pandas, you know, several uh, you know hundreds of centuries ago, fucking started doing cocaine? They probably wouldn't be so lazy. Yeah, they probably like, start fucking again.
1: Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Fun fact about you, pandas, like, they just don't breed. Like, you yeah. have to have people get involved and, like, make them have sex with each other. It's very yeah, weird. No, it's, it's
0: pathetic. Um, but, yeah, it'd be pretty great if pandas had been fucking doing cocaine years ago. <laughs> They'd be, the evolution would have been completely different. They'd be, like, just skinny and jittery, but they would be fucking all the time. <laughs> yeah, They're, ah, they're one man. of the
1: few species that aren't extinct because of us.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Because we've been putting their fucking, you know, we've been literally pushing them together and making yeah. them fuck for a while. That's, you know, <laughs> pathetic and weird. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of things that aren't pathetic and weird, Dynasty Warriors 4 and uh, fucking, you know, the uh, composer merely listed as Masa. I do not remember who that's a fucking uh, working name for, but we got two fantastic songs. We've got Dancing Wizard and we've got Heavy Gage. So let's uh, let's give Pandas cocaine, please. <laughs> shit right there man fucking little uh traditional instruments and a lot of rock that's uh that's my fucking jam man dynasty warriors is good it's real good so uh moving from ancient china and uh you know guys fighting each other to uh contemporary america and guys fighting each other let's talk about a game that you know i should have put more time into this one back in the day this is on me I played a lot of the sequel, but it's time for the birth of a new franchise of fighting games. It's time for Def Jam Vendetta. The game we all need more of these days. I mean, this I cannot believe this series ended after three games. It's, you know, it's just upsetting. Should be a yearly update, like Madden. Just swap in the new rappers. <laughs> like, uh, um. <laughs>
2: Is Vendetta the one where you can unlock Abraham Lincoln? No. <laughs>
0: Not did, to my knowledge.
2: Did I make that up?
0: I, I feel like th- there was a
2: Def Jam game with Abraham Lincoln.
0: Uh, Hold, please. I'll personally Google that. Um,
1: it says it features 46 playable oh, characters.
0: No, that's Def Jam Icon, the really shitty one. Okay. So, sorry, David. That's really funny. That almost makes me want to play fucking Def Jam Icon again and unlock Abe Lincoln. I don't... (laughs) I don't know why that's in there. <laughs> a thank you to him. <laughs> you know,
1: like a, I, I don't want to get like, into it.
2: I don't know. I've, I I kind of feel like Abraham Lincoln is pretty important in black culture. That's particularly true. Like black yeah. American culture.
0: That probably is exactly why he's there. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that you freed the slaves. Because here we are, you know, a century and a half later, and we've got fighting games, and they fucking rule. <laughs> like,
2: it's a it's a tag team of Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy.
0: <laughs> oh God, thank you. Please. Um... But yeah, no, Def Jam Vendetta is the first one, and it's the one I didn't play as much of because it's uh, heavy on the pro wrestling. It's not as much of a fighting game. I like the second one. I like Fight for New York because it's like a arena fighting game. This one, you know, back in 2003, I wasn't as into pro wrestling as I am now, so I didn't play this one very much because, you know, I don't know, like, it seemed a little too, not too silly, but just like... I, you know I, I don't know it's not what i want to see these guys doing like i want to play a fighting game as dmx and beat the shit out of somebody but i don't want to do it in a wrestling ring it's odd but i like that they went for it uh just take a take a bunch of rappers and throw them in a wrestling setting and you know hang a story on it and you got yourself a fucking really fun game um and you know, knowing now what I know about it, I wish I had played it because it's made by fucking uh, the guys that did the really good WCW games for the Nintendo sixty four. Like it's a, it's got a solid base of a good wrestling game, and they just threw rappers at it. It's uh, it's pretty fucking great. Um, you know, light on the roster on this one. There's a bunch of made up guys, and then there's like you know, hold on, and about thirteen. Uh, you know, thirteen real world rappers, um, but yeah it's uh it's it's a great start to a series and you know fucking fight for new york's one of my all-time favorite games and then def jam icon kind of loses the thread but now david's telling me there's abe lincoln in it so maybe it's great maybe it secretly doesn't suck the gameplay sucks in icon but you know maybe the game itself doesn't actually suck maybe they're having a lot of fun i wish they would make more of these you know let's go back to def jam wrestling fucking you know Ghostface fucking wrestling with funk master flex yeah and, you know, like, fucking, man, Johnny, name a rapper that, besides the three that I've named so far that's in this game, because these are not, you know, these are not household name rappers that are in this game. They they did a little better on the household names for the sequel, but, you know, Johnny, name a, name a rapper that's in Def Jam Vendetta. I'm pretty sure Method Man's in this one. You're right, Johnny. Well done. Method Man is in Vendetta. David, it's easy for you. You got it. Name a rapper.
2: was flavor Flav in this one or did he get nope. added
0: later? Okay. That's in the next one. <laughs> Everybody's in the second one. But the first one your big names are Method Man, Redman, Luda, uh DMX. Oh, how did Ghost. I forget Luda? Yep. Uh then you got fucking Scarface, Nori, Funkmaster Flex, uh Capone, Keith Murray. Everybody loves Keith Murray. Joe Budden, uh you know, famous uh, podcast host Joe Budden. You already said uh, Ghostface Killer, right? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Wait a minute, the, Joe you know, Budden, the forty-sixth <laughs> president is in this
0: game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish they went from having <laughs> fucking sleepy Joe Budden to Abe Lincoln and Def Jam icon. It's been a president thing the whole time. <laughs> Uh uh for real if you want to you know read something really great about uh Def Jam Fight for New York and Vendetta there's a like a an oral history out there where they interview a bunch of the guys who made the game and they tell a really great story about working with Ghostface for the game. He comes to them and he's like, "Yeah, I got some great ideas for the game. Like I want to fucking come out in like a fucking karate gi and I got a fucking eagle on my wrist and I can like throw it at motherfuckers and it attacks them and like fucking scratches at their eyes and shit and they're like hey, it goes for making like a wrestling game he's like man just give me the eagle I don't give a fuck <laughs> and then <you> know, like, <laughs> when the game came out he's like wearing a giant like wrist guard with a like a golden eagle on it it does not come to life and like I want to say there's something where like <laughs> he talks to a producer later and the guy's like I'm sorry that we couldn't make the fucking eagle work he's like nah man it came out It came out good man it looked good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just like they were just having fun with these games. I love it. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I have a tangent for after the show good 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 uh we got two fantastic songs from the awesome soundtrack of def jam vendetta and you know these are pulled straight from the game so i do apologize for those looking for brutally explicit rap there won't be any on this one because that is also one little downside of this game censored rap in the def jam game shame on you people that made the game make it in for mature and put the fucking explicit rap in there but we've got mop performing stomp the shit out Ya, and we've got dmx with X gone give it to you, cause fucking of course we do.
3: Dug out yeah. Military, Def Jam Vendetta, coming at y'all yeah. straight to the studio. Yeah. yeah, we have an MOP. MOP. MOP, yeah. Yeah. M-O-P. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Showing us love. Showing us love. <laughs> we'll be with
4: yeah.
3: what? what? You. M.O.P. What, what? stumps the-out you I still don't doubt you still Don't give a fuck about you Get at you and you hit at you, you, and you, and you and knock something out you, you. M.O.P. What, what? stumps the-out you C.N.N. What? what? Stumps the-out you I, still I still don't doubt you still Don't give a fuck about you Get at you I and hit at you, you and knock something you. out you If you can see me in the hood I told em I'm break boy I told em to fucking cut Cut him up somethin good I shit rock them down, break them down Fuck em down Tear them up Kill em we don't fuck uh, two s sh- from the chrome. The stupid at least two blocks from his home. RC uh, for your car. Meltdown the Timbs. Leave no evidence. All he left is rims. Hallelujah. You see them s go through ya. Mind like criminals Tips like computers We are CNN. Uh, One hand on the steering wheel. Lava on the trigger. Stop us. Never. Stop us. Never. We coming back every year. We back like whatever. It don't matter. If you skinny, fatter Still blowin' brains out sh- up his bladder Now we comin' for the game Got a paw full of Still uh, out. Militainment, all name Never miss when I aim What the f- is your luck? You uh. wildin' off the chain See me
4: buckin' yeah. yeah, CNN Man. What? Stunk
3: you M.O.P. What? what? Oh, about, I you. You. About, about you Still don't doubt you don't a f about you Get at you and hit at you and knock somethin' about you. you M.O.P. What? what? Stunk about you CNN What? I don't doubt it. Yeah. Don't give a yeah. fuck about it. Yeah. Get at you and hit at you and knock something out you. But the Mopis, yes. Them Saratoga OGs, yes. Tip Cognac, blow. Yes. In the Forte yes. BK all day and we do it our way. Stop the house you. And day all day. Stop the house yeah. you. You rude? You need one slammed in your face? We hung out the drive and left it yes, a dime. Yes, yes, yo. You can spread love or take six. This ain't the matrix you fake ah! I don't gain, gain, freeze in my blood I'm quick blood your bloody you Cripple bang, triple blur Give a these d- they worthy of love They should be put in the hole that was recently dug Killers. Pass me the jug, get unplugged one My family's the type to turn it into Fight Club We Foot Soldiers, stomp the I'm out You MOP, CNN, stomp the I'm out You Warriors, out. Capone, Nori, William, Won't Whole CNN, what? I'm out you. M O P. What, what? stomped out you? I don't doubt, doubt you. Deal. Don't give a a f about deal. you. Get, Get at out you, you and you hit at you, you, and, you, knock you. you and knock some out yeah. you. M O P. What, what? what? stomped out you? CNN. What stomped out you? don't doubt I you. Deal. Don't give a I f about you. Get at you and hit at you and knock some out you.
5: Twisted. This raps is mine. Mother, it's not a game. What you heard? It's what you, it's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. 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 X go give it to you. What? For you to get it on your own, X go deliver to uh, you Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real With the non-stop, my from stainless steel Go hard, getting busy with it But I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker uh, wonder if you did yeah, it Damn right, can i do it again Cause yeah, I am like, so uh, I got to win Break bread with the enemy No matter how many cats I break bread with, I break who you sending me You motherfucker uh, motherf- never wanna know what your life I- saved That's on a life day, I'm getting down freeze, but won't be the one in that on his knees, please. But the only thing you can't say was came out the plate, stay out my way, motherfucker. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall, then we let it pop, don't let it go. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya, X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall, then we let it pop, don't Nothing to me. every time I turn around, cats got their hands out, wanting something from it I ain't got it so you can't get it Let's leave it at that, cause I ain't quit it Hit it with full strength I'm a jail, so I face the world like a girl in the bullpen You against me, me against you Whatever, whenever you gonna do I'm a wolf and she's cloven Only that you know, you can chill Come back and get the streets open I've been doing this for 19 years Wanna fight me? Fight these tears. I put in work and it's all for the kids. Uh, but these cats done forgot what work is. Uh-huh. They don't know who we be looking. But they don't know who they see. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall, then we let it pop, don't let it go. X go give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. X gon' give, give it to ya, he gon' give it. Come to on. Ya. First we gonna rock, then we gonna fall, then we let it pop, don't let it go. Come on. X give it to ya, uh, he gonna give it to I know I got them down in the greens. Give them love and they give it back. Joke too much for too long. What? Don't give up, you're too strong. What? Love to the wild, wild hundreds. Yeah. Shout out to that that done it. Come on. And it ain't even about it the dough. It's about getting uh, down for what uh, you stand for, uh, yo. For, for real. We gonna rock? Do we gonna roll? Do we let it pop? Don't let it go. Come on. X gon' give it to ya. Uh. He gon' give it to ya. X gon' give it to ya. Uh. He gon' give it to ya. we gonna rock? then we let it pop, don't let it go. Next, don't give it to you. Uh. He going not give it to you. Next, uh. do give it to you. He gonna give it to you. First, going gonna pop. Then we gonna bow, then we let it pop, don't let it go. Next, don't give it to you. He gonna give it to
0: Man, uh, in terms of games that feature a uh, song, X, go and give it to you. I think uh, Def Jam Vendetta is easily the best. Uh, there's probably another game out there that features it that's better. Actually, no, it's probably a fucking Madden game or some shit. Fuck that. Def Jam Vendetta rules. DMX, rest in peace. We love you. So let's move to a system that David owned, that Johnny didn't own. But let's start with a game that maybe Johnny knows something about. Johnny, bust out your Game Boy Advance and bust into that Sonic Advance knowledge. Tell us about Sonic Adventure or Sonic Advance 2, not Sonic Adventure 2.
1: <laughs> all I can tell you about Sonic Adventure 2 all day.
0: <laughs> However, this is Sonic Advance 2. <laughs> not the same.
1: Uh yeah, it's definitely not.
0: Um So You never I, found a way to play these?
1: I I still I I've never actually sat down to play the goddamn Sonic Advance games, and I really should because I've heard they're quite good. I've heard they're they're very very good games. Um
0: from what I know, they're not just like shitty ports. They actually made Sonic games for the Game Boy Advance, so, you know, I I from what I understand, they're fine. Yeah, like they're original games, you know, with like new
1: levels, you know, new bosses. Like they they're they're not yeah, they're not just like a Sonic Pocket Adventure with just like remixed versions of existing things. It's all new. Right. And they're supposed to be great. People love them. I remember um, the Sonic Advance sprites being used in a lot of Sonic Flash fan games around this time, Uh, and I don't know why that was. And people were also making their own YouTube videos using, again, the Sonic Advance sprites specifically. Hmm. Um, So that's my main familiarity with Sonic Advance games is (laughs) weird YouTube videos and weird Flash videos with Sonic Advance sprites in them. Sweet. They were good sprites. Did you play uh, play Sonic Advance? Or Sonic Advance 2? Uh, Excuse me? Uh,
2: not Advance Two. Um, I did actually play Sonic Advance Three, but yeah, the Advance games are really fun. Um, they were the thing that I liked about them is they weren't as I think it was because they were on the Game Boy Advance, so it's a tiny ass screen. They weren't as like big and explorative as like the Genesis Sonic games, because I never quite knew where to go in like Sonic Two or Sonic Three. because um, there's a bunch of different Pathways and these were like a bit more streamlined. Um, and I remember if I remember correctly, in two, you could get a bunch of different playable characters like you could get Amy and Tails and Knuckles, and each one had their own abilities and different things that they could do. Um, so it made you want to like replay the game again and again and again. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they were just fun little portable Sonic
0: games. Yeah, I'll correct you a small correction you don't get Amy, you unlock Cream. Okay, yes, uh, whoever that is. Um but yeah, so cream and tails and uh, knuckles, yeah, you know, uh, sounds fun, man. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, th- what do you think? Outside possibility these show up on the Switch uh, online service at some point? Or do you think they're just going to fucking ignore these? Like, you know, they're fun Game Boy Advance exclusives. I mean, as close as Nintendo
2: and Sega have gotten in recent years, I'd imagine they'd get put on there. I you know, I hope so.
0: Yeah, you know, I hope they uh, hope they bust out some weird cuts for the uh, Game Boy Advance thing on there, because you know, the Nintendo games are great, don't get me wrong, but like, there's a lot, a lot of games on Game Boy Advance. So let's hear two fantastic songs from Sonic Advance 2 and composers Tatsuyuki Maeda. Oh, Jesus Christ, why do they have so many composers lists on this bitch? Uh, Tatsuyuki Maeda, Yutaka Minobe, Teruhiko Nakagawa, Hironobu Inagaki, and Atsuyoshi Isamura. All of those guys worked on these two songs for sure. It's a good thing I named them. we got Music Plant, Act 1. And we've got Egg Utopia, Act 2. Not a bad sound for Game Boy Advance. Uh, they did an admirable job of making a listenable soundtrack. Some uh, some funky it's a little farty, but it's pretty good. I mean yeah, it is Game right. Boy Advance, so. Exactly.
4: exactly.
1: And yeah. also like it's such a relief to have a nice good fart, right? Like so being a little farty is fine.
0: It's true, but you know, like Game Boy Advance usually sounds like someone's farting into an aluminum can. And it's uh <laughs> This uh, you don't have a heart <laughs> can at home. This,
1: this one you doesn't, mean, doesn't man. quite sound like that. <laughs> it's good.
0: It's, it's nice. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You're gonna make it, David, because <laughs> I need you for this next one.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just that's, that is both the most ridiculous and best description of the Game Boy Advance sound chip I've ever heard
0: why thank you <laughs> we've been doing these shows a long time baby <laughs> so yeah if you know you know so uh, speaking of things that if you know you know uh, let's move on to a Game Boy Advance game a another you know big third party game on the Game Boy Advance uh, that David I know you put some time into this one uh a game from a popular franchise. Uh two characters named in this game's title. You know that old uh, buddy duo of Mega Man and Bass.
2: Oh yeah. Um mm, Mega Man and Bass. I love it. I want <laughs> to love this game so badly.
6: Uh-huh. Um
2: especially on the Game Boy Advance. Um but it's that small Game Boy Advance screen really oh. doesn't do this game any favors because they didn't shrink everything down. It just kind of shrinks your view down. Um, oh. So you will definitely get shot by enemies that you did not know were coming. Um, that sucks. <laughs> but it's... <laughs> I like playing as Mega Man or base. I like that they have different abilities. I wish... Now,
0: hold on, David. It's not Mega Man or base. It's Mega Man and base. You have to like both.
2: No, no, no. I do. I like playing as them. You can choose to play as them. Um, I like that they have different abilities. I wish that um, stages and boss fights were balanced better because um, Mm. base has a dash Uh, And I believe a double jump as well. So getting through stages is super easy. Um, His buster is rapid fire and does like half the damage. So fighting bosses is impossible. Or it's not impossible, but very, very difficult. Meanwhile, Mega Man takes forever to get through some stages, but can take down bosses
0: easily. Interesting. Uh, If I recall from like the Mega Man 9 DLC, maybe isn't base his thing like, he, can he move and shoot or he has to stop but then he can like shoot in eight directions
2: I think he's
0: Is I that only remember... in Mega Man 9 is that not in a uh, Mega Man base
2: <laughs> No I think I think you can multi-aim so I think yeah you have to you can't run and shoot Gotcha Um yeah It had cool bosses though uh it brought back Tengu Man and Astro Man from 8 and then the other ones were apparently all designed by like manga artists in japan um so you got some really creative ones there was magic man there was pirate man Uh, i love the design of burner man uh he basically looks like a couple propane tanks slapped together with a giant Uh. green flame on his head Um, okay dope (laughs) yeah there's some really cool bosses in this game um i i really want to like this game but it's and i know it's weird to say this for Mega Man especially but it's too
1: hard to be fun. <laughs> mm,
0: that is a little thing to say about the games. <laughs> so, uh, maybe I, we'll just... up en- oh, Johnny, yes. I was
1: amazed. I'm, I'm looking this game up, and this came out uh, originally for the Super Famicom in 1998.
0: That's fucking crazy.
1: And Mega Man 8 came out on the Sega Saturn PlayStation 1 in 1996. Yeah. Like, why did this happen? <laughs> why, yeah,
0: why did they not give Nintendo 64 owners a fucking (laughs) Mega Man bone here. Like, you know, you're going to release a fucking Super Famicom game in 98? Like, I know that, like, you know, Nintendo 64, they were all about the fucking the 3D experiences and the polygons and shit, but it's like, you know, if you just wanted to give us a Mega Man game besides Mega Man 64, we all would have gotten, like, into it. Like, we would have just been reminded, oh, yeah, we love classic Mega Man. This is great. And now he's got a new friend with a giant helmet. This is cool. Um, But... Yeah, no. Put it on the Famicom and then fucking port it to the Game Boy Advance. Why not? That's <laughs> uh, fascinating. Fascinating yeah. choices. Like, like I said, two
2: of the bosses were from 8. I want to say like 90% of the enemies are from Mega Man 8. Like Mega Man 8's influence is very strong in this game.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, good. So, uh, we got two fantastic songs from Mega Man and Bass for the Game Boy Advance from composers Toshihiko Horiyama, Naoshi Mizuda, and Akari Kaida. We've got the Robot Museum, and we've got one of those new fantastic robot masters, Pirate Man. Because why not? Everybody likes Pirate Man.
4: So but,
2: uh, glad you- uh, no, please. As I say, I'm so glad you put that one in because Pirate Man is probably my favorite track from that game. It's a really
0: good track, man. It's a good Mega Man soundtrack. It's just, uh, you know, I didn't realize that David, you didn't love the game. I'm, I'm shocked to learn that. Because uh, it just feels like one of those, uh, one of the things, like you know, hey, they gave us, a, you know, an offshoot Mega Man game. We should love it. Turns out, not, uh, not easy to love. Who knew? So, um, speaking of things that aren't easy to love. Let's talk about the Pokemon series. Uh, That's right, guys. I hinted at it earlier because, you know, we had that Mystery Dungeon game. But it's time for a new mainline entry in the Pokemon series on the Game Boy Advance. It's time to choose between the giant uh, fiery uh, ground dragon and the flying whale thing. It's Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. What a fantastic, uh, set of games. Uh, fucking, you know, Gen 3, baby. Here it is. David, you love them. Uh, Too right? Much Water. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> is that the problem with these games? <laughs>
2: no, there. Oh. If, if I remember, I think it was, like, an IGN review where, like, one of the negatives for the game was Too Much Water, and everybody was giving them a lot of shit for that. Um... Oh, uh, that was I, for
0: Omega Ruby. Just to be clear. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. Um I've not played Ruby and Sapphire. I've heard they're among the better generations. Um I kinda Gasp. want to because the the story sounds really cool. Um you're fighting against either Team Magma or Team Aqua. Uh and Team Magma wants to resurrect Groudon to like dry the oceans and fill the world with land, and then Team Aqua. Dope. aqua wants to resurrect kyogre and flood the world and make it a giant ocean um okay so it's kind of like it's it's cool in that sense of like oh wow that's really neat you're you're not trying to go with like you know the mob trying to take over a business like oh no these people are trying to destroy the world yeah.
0: fuck <laughs> that's uh yeah, it's a change of pace. Like instead of just fucking fighting gangsters with little monsters, like you know, you're fighting world-ending cults. Uh, cool, you know, way to way to up the stakes for Gen three. Um, fucking uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I didn't play fucking Pokemon from the Game Boy. Yeah, this is a, this is a gap for me, man. Uh, I fucking, you know, I played the originals, and I played X and Y, and I played the ones that are on Switch. But you know, yeah, this is a this is a total blind spot for me too, man. I feel bad. People like these Pokemon games, David. I don't know if you know that. You know, you know I people, I have heard tell. No. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're they're fun, man. Um, I'm trying to fucking refresh myself on who the starters is. Is this the one with fucking Mudkip?s This is the one with Mudkip.s <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad that I finally figured out which game has Mudkip.s
4: <laughs> so. um,
2: Yeah, it was Mudkip.s It was um, Treco. And then yep. uh, the chicken, I don't remember its name. Torchic. Yeah, who becomes Blaziken. Yeah. Um, Which is pretty dope. Yeah, not gonna lie. Um, Cute little
0: chick turns into fucking karate fire chicken. Pretty dope. Uh,
2: um, and I do remember some of the Pokemon they added in this one were pretty cool. Uh, I think this is the one that added Whale Lord. Um, dope. Yeah, the like gigantic fucking whale. Um, this added...
0: <laughs> Lord of Wales obviously.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gen 3 added um Walrein, the walrus Pokemon who I like a lot. Um and then yeah, the legendaries,
0: Groudon, Kyogre and Rayquaza pretty badass. Yep. Uh I think this one also uh introduced the fucking uh Ludicolo. Uh you know, fucking whatever that thing is, the duck with the sombrero on. Um Oh yeah. Yeah, love that guy. Uh and uh yeah, uh what's the uh what's the one that I'm seeing here? I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it you know Mawil? Mawil? Uh it's Oh like the Mawile. Th- yeah. Where it looks like a little thing with uh that's like got its back turned to you, but its ponytail is like a giant fucking alligator mouth. Um pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there there were some good new Pokemon in here. Weird and terrifying, but pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um so uh yeah, Johnny, you never played uh Ruby and Sapphire, did you? No, not once. Damn. So, uh, you know, just without any knowledge, uh, are you going to choose to burn all the oceans off with the uh, ground dragon or flood the world and make everybody drown with the uh, flying whale?
1: I'm going to go with the flying whale. I want to see a water roll type scenario come up here. Yeah. I want to make people drink their own piss. Yeah. Um,
0: that doesn't happen. I mean, I guess if I did
1: burn up all the ocean, people would probably still drink their own piss one they. but <laughs>
0: Burned up all the drinking water and made everybody drink their own piss, or made them all sail around the world drinking their own piss. Yeah, I, you know. I guess. Yeah, you know what? Either way, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs ruby and sapphire? Just call these games Pokemon piss and piss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking great shit, I, man.
2: <laughs> it's it's a really minor thing, but I like Team Aqua's outfit better because, mm. like, Team Magma wears these weird like crop top hoodies, whereas Team Aqua is just pirates. Okay. Yeah, okay you cool. know,
0: I'm crop top hoodies. <laughs> see, I, I, I'd be all about pirates wearing crop top hoodies. Huh. Like, you know, why don't we combine them both? Have they, have these two teams really talked to each other? Have they maybe thought about working together? Like, let's just fucking, let's get them together. They can share uh, fashion tips. Spoilers can, for Emerald. They can, they can touch their legendaries together and see what happens. Um, it'd, be, uh, it'd be pretty great. But, you know. Uh, yeah, we love Pokemon on this show so much that we're going to fucking do a little extra, a a bonus beat for uh, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire from composers Goe Chinose and Junichi Masuda, of course. We've got Rustboro City. We've got Slateport City. And we've got the decisive battle with who else? Steven. That fucking jerk. Now, David, you played the, or wait, I, did you say you played the game? Do they ever explain who Steven is? Do they give him a last name? Which Steven is it?
2: Um, I didn't play the games. I think he's probably,
0: like, your rival. Seagal?
2: Yeah, definitely Steven Seagal. Se-
0: yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the logical endpoint for the for the games. Like, after you defeat the world-ending cults, Steven Seagal steps out of the shower, shadows and fucking
3: <laughs> challenges you. <laughs>
0: uh and you know the whole thing's shot, so you can't really tell if it's uh hammer is stunt double fighting you it's it's a sick ass final battle man um is it that, though? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little overrated <laughs> yeah it's a little a little full of uh shit um but yeah so uh johnny it's it's good that you mentioned that you wanted a water world scenario. Let's have a game that gave us all that water world scenario, but didn't make anybody drink piss. Um, What's the bl- point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, did, why did we play it? Uh, and wait, who said we didn't have to drink our own piss <laughs> while we were playing? The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. <laughs> um, A game that, you know, I'm just going to say it, did not make me want to drink my own piss. So, take that how you will. John, I think we played some pretty different games then.
1: Because <laughs> right, yeah. uh, all we wanted to do after playing Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker was... Drink my own
0: piss and, you know, maybe other people's piss while I'm at it. I don't know. Fuck it. (laughs) Uh See, but that's the thing. I had played uh, played Chi-Chi's Pro Challenge right before playing Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. And it's like the saying goes, once you go Chi-Chi, you don't go pee-pee. And so I avoided drinking my own piss Mm. while playing The Wind Waker. That's called a full show callback, guys. (laughs) Fucking you know, this is why we do what we do for the Wind Waker and not drinking pee. Uh Mom! This game. <laughs> John's doing a full show callback. Yeah, and he's not drinking his own pee. <laughs> oh man. Um what a fucking game, man. Wind Waker, um pretty fucking good. Pretty good Zelda game, this Wind Waker. Pretty As pretty it turns fucking, out. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I think they should maybe Make more games with this style. Uh, not necessarily on the Nintendo DS. Uh, I would like to play some more Wind Waker-styled Zeldas. I'd like uh, some more cel-shaded adventures in the Zelda world. Uh, if they announced that they had to pump, uh, you know, fucking push Tears of the Kingdom back a month to Wind Wakerify it, I'd be for it. mm Like, you know, uh, it'll still be just as enjoyable because history has proven to me that this style fucking rules. Like, do you remember how upset people were when this game didn't look like the fucking... Like, the serious, uh, you know, hardcore Zelda trailer that they had seen for the GameCube. They fucking showed those screenshots in, like, Nintendo Power, and it's like, okay, hold on, the world's ending. What the fuck is that? What is, what is with Link's face? Why, you know, this looks fucking terrible. And then once you saw it in motion and played the game, it was fucking great. <laughs>
2: but I mean, I, man. <laughs> it, was, it was 20 years ago. Maybe my memory is foggy, but I can't imagine anyone... In the early days of the internet, being upset about a visual change like this.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, if anything, time has proven that people are uh, totally level-headed and deal with change well. Um, <laughs> you know, especially to their beloved media. It's, uh, yeah, people were prone to just perfectly normal reactions to this. But no, nah, man, uh, the game's fucking good. David, you know, Yeah, I, I pose this to you. Is this your favorite Zelda game?
2: This is my favorite 3D Zelda game. Okay. All right.
0: Good uh good This answer. is
2: my second favorite Zelda game.
0: Okay. Good, good. Very good.
1: <laughs> yeah. I um, love pretty fun, good <laughs> Wind Waker.
2: It's so good. Um yeah. yeah. I I could say negative things, but I don't really want to.
0: It's I just okay. Wanna- I'll say them. I didn't love the I didn't love the the triforce charts. The whole that whole thing kind of kind of pissed me off. But there's yeah. so much charm in this game. It's easy to overlook that shit. It's a uh, very charming and fun game. <laughs> very.
2: Um I really loved the the reveal of like what happened to Hyrule mm. and this game's ending is one of the best endings cause Sick. sick ending. Y- you do not see it coming. Um, Mm. and I remember I was, I was late to the game on this one. Um, I didn't play it when it came out and everybody was loving it. Um, and then I heard people talking about like ranking this as one of the top 10 endings in a game. And I was like, okay, let me see what's going on. And then I got there. I was
0: like, yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. It turns out that was fucking dope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you love to see it, man. Um, yeah. Good fucking game. Uh, Johnny, did you ever, uh, play a Zelda game after Ocarina of Time? No, not even Majora's Mask, honestly. Ouch, like I I ended it? Damn, Doug, that hurts. You're gonna have to get back into it, man. You're a switch owner, baby. Yeah, and you know, got a new Zelda game coming out next month. Uh, in two months, this, this Jim's recording is taking place on time. Um, got a, a Zelda game coming out not too uh, in the not too distant future. You should fucking should start shedding some tears of the kingdom, there, Johnny.
4: Hmm.
0: It's uh, it's time for Johnny to become Johnny Zelda, uh, the, the titular character of the series. Um, but yeah. Um, Great fucking game, man. We could do a gush fest on this, but we've been uh, we've been at this for hours, and uh, you know it would mostly just be like, yeah, we love it, and fucking start going through all the things we love. Maybe we'll do a bonus show at some point, David. We'll just do it. You know, how about GTT? Fucking you know, gush that tune, uh, where we just you know take a take a game that we talked about on gems, but didn't feel like we talked about it enough because we only talked about it for five minutes, and uh, say even more about it. Just gush, gush, gush. What about can, it?
2: Can I get one gush in? Just one yeah, small gush. one.
0: Yeah, do it. Gush on me
2: this has easily my favorite design of goma in the entire series i fucking love
0: wind waker goma it's good goma yeah it gives you good everything man you know good goma good game good combat uh you know just a game with the just style and charm that you know again bring it back fucking you know Put out a, a cell shaded Zelda every couple of years. You know, put it out, just put it out like a, if you're going to keep making Tears of the Kingdom and shit, put out a small side adventure. A little, uh, you know, Adventures in Tune World. And, you know, just give people, a, you know, this world again. It's great. So, we're closing out with three fantastic songs from uh, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. And before we do that, I just want to say thank you everybody so much for listening. What an episode of Game That Tune Gems. It's been, uh, as I said, a uh, stacked and loaded show full of just, you know, fantastic games and fantastic tunes. And if you like it, uh you know you should definitely be on patreon we've got this for you know every month of the last several years uh sometimes it's out on time sometimes it's not but it's always a lot of fun and we always appreciate you guys listening david johnny love you guys thank you so much for being here and uh we're closing out with three fantastic songs from composer kinta nagata uh, and the legend of zelda the wind waker we've got you know we're pulling one from the gtt radio fart playlist we've got pirates. And then we've got Windfall Island. Uh, you know, sometimes I was thinking Outset Island, but I, I decided on Windfall Island. That's a that's an island with a lot of charm. And then we've got a nice long staff credits because uh, I love the main theme of the Wind Waker. It fills me with whimsy. Um, it you know, it's music that played at my actual wedding. So it's uh, it's a game I love very much. And we love you guys for listening. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>